Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. Jesus exclaimed, what a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with a story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I've just gone a field and I must inspect. Please excuse me. Another said, I just bought five pair of oxen. I want to I try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, well, I, I now have a wife, so I can't come. Server returned and told his, told his master what they had said. His master was furious and said, go quickly into the streets and alleys of town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. After the servants had done this, he reported, there is still room for more. So his master said, go out into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full for none of those I first invited will even get the smallest taste of my banquet. And God had his understanding to this hearing of his word. Imagine. Last time I was up in Spokane, I was driving to my sister's house, and, and on my way I had to go under a freeway overpass, and, and there were some guys, homeless guys, and I think they were doing drugs under the freeway overpass. Those are the ones that came to the bank. And in Spokane also, there's, um, well, I think you go out west, you see a lot more homelessness than out here. But, uh, but in, in Spokane, there are a lot of homeless people. And, and it's those people that got invited because the, the importance. 
important people just didn't find that it was important enough for them to spend the time to go to this spread, this magnificent banquet. And, and how easily, how easily we can exclude ourselves if we occupy ourselves with, the, with dumb stuff. I've shared with you before that I was a senior at UC Santa Barbara and the, the uh, professor was going to have, it was a small class, and the professor was going to have a, uh, a dinner at his house, and so we were all invited, and I, I was so glad to be going. I've never been to a professor's house before, but I decided to go, but um, it was a Sunday, it was to be a Sunday evening, and I, and here it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. I had eaten early in the dorms, and the dorm uh, dining hall is closed after that initial meal, but then I was driving through the streets of Santa Barbara, and, and there was a Verwiener schnitzel with five hot dogs for a dollar. <laughs> Of course, I stopped. <laughs> Got five hot dogs, ate them all. Then I went to the banquet. And the professor and his wife had a spread of, of shrimp and Alaskan king crab and filet and all that. And I had ruined the banquet for myself. I'd self excluded. I had exchanged what they had waiting for my silly appetite at the time. This is the, this is the story of us. This is a story that, that is so common to all of us. And it's rooted and grounded ultimately in the failure to be thankful. If we are not thankful for the offerings that others extend to us. If we think that you know, we're somehow too good for that, or it is just too, we're just too busy, too preoccupied to, to enter into another's life who is building community with their gifts. Well, you know the story of Thanksgiving Day. The pilgrims came across and they were so, so grateful just to be alive. And Bradford put out a, a proclamation that, that declared that everyone should be giving thanks to God because there they were, they had survived harsh winter. And then Abraham Lincoln, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this whole thing just because it's so good, so well done. And it's something you would never hear today. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have, by their joint committee, requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal factors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November next, to be devoted to the people of these states, to the service 
of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation. And it does go on further. But if we can't thank God, who is there to thank? We can't just be sort of generically thankful. We can't just be thankful in general. We have to thank someone. And if we can't thank God, we're just in a place of being just, how can we be generally thankful? Like being, as one theologian put it, it's like being generally married. Can't do it. We either are or we aren't. And thankfulness is a relational reality. And so we exhibit and demonstrate and profess thanks to God. For what? We really think, we understand earning stuff, we understand that, we understand the fruits of our labor and all of that, but do we really think that we would have any of it at all if God hadn't endowed us with so many gifts? Who of us chose where we were born or into which family we were born? The endowment just of, of the, the goodness of being born into the families in which we were born. And, and then, even then, when we have families that, that fly apart or, or are broken, then there are others larger, in the, in the larger community, who, who manage to step up. There was a boy up in Baltimore, about four years old, his father was long gone, four years old, and he watched, and this is rough, but he watched as his mother was murdered. And there was a program that they started in the schools where a woman would come in with a, one woman had done all the organization, and another woman came in with a baby every, about once a month, and they'd bring uh, young people in, junior high, senior high people. And they would just talk about being family and, and loving kids. And this boy, now 10 years later, asked if he could hold the child. And he looked kind of scary because of his life of moving from one foster care home to another. But he asked if he could hold the baby. And the, the mother said, well, of course. And he sat down in the corner held this little baby, his countenance lifted, he smiled, the baby nuzzled into him, and he asked, do you think someone who's never been loved could be a good father? And so it is that we, even when we find ourselves in a place where we have been deprived, where certain opportunities and certain gifts have been withheld from us. There's an occasion, there's always a place 
when we find ourselves and, and work to build community with one another. There's always a place and a time when we can reinforce and, and make it right. Because, yes, there's nothing we have done or could do to receive all that we have from the Lord's hand. But we can all give thanks. And we can all share that endowment with others who are in need. Always. And so the Lord our God creates those opportunities for us. And when we withdraw and he goes out and he'll bring in all kinds of people that were never invited in the first place. He'll bring in those people like I shared with about uh, under the freeway overpasses. That's, that's the equivalent of what Jesus spoke about, about people behind hedges. They were sleeping it off behind those hedges. Chris Christopherson puts it in this, in this way, in these terms. He said, well, I woke up Sunday morning with no way to hold my head that didn't hurt. And the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad, so I had one for dessert. <laughs> then I fumbled through my closet for my clothes and found my cleanest, dirty shirt. And I shaved my face, combed my hair, and stumbled down the stairs to meet the day. In the park, I saw Daddy with a laughing little girl who was swinging. And I stopped beside the Sunday school and listened to a song that they were singing. Then I headed back for home, and somewhere far away, a lonely bell was ringing. And it echoed through the canyons like the disappearing dreams of yesterday. On the Sunday morning sidewalks, wishing the Lord, wishing the Lord I was stoned. Because there's something in a Sunday that makes a body feel alone. And there's nothing short of dying, half as lonesome as the sound of on the sleepy, on the sleeping city sidewalks, Sunday morning, coming down. People that received that, that invitation, those who were who were reached out to, those who were sought out and invited to come in. They're out there. And they're in here. We've all had the experience of Thanksgiving with, well, sometimes guests are invited, and we wish they weren't. Like that, that uncle who drinks too much, talks too loud, says bad words, bad words in front of the kids and embarrasses everyone. Or those friends that we reached out to and, and just who never leave. Johnny Carson put it this way. He said, Thanksgiving is an emotional holiday. People travel thousands of miles to be with people they only see once a year, and then they discover once a year is too much. <laughs> so we know that. The, the drama of family gathering. 
then there are other uninvited guests, other realities that show up that we really didn't want to have with us. So the Apostle Paul reminds us that we are to be thankful in all circumstances. And he ramps it up from, up from there in Ephesians when he says that we are to be thankful for everything. It's tough to be thankful in all circumstances and for everything when some uninvited guests are there. I wasn't home, but I heard a year and a half before my mom passed. She was, of course, dutifully working on Thanksgiving dinner, which was a great joy for her. And she left something on the stove, didn't turn it off, and nearly caused a fire. Because the un uninvited guest was the Alzheimer's that was taking her away. Uninvited guests that nevertheless come in and participate are part of all of our lives. And so given that reality, we have to nevertheless be thankful in all circumstances. And because we have our Lord, and because we have our God, we can be thankful for everything. Because as Paul said in Romans, and pardon me, in 1 Corinthians, if for this life only we have hoped, and we are of all people most to be pitied, but thanks be to God that we put our hope and our trust in Jesus Christ, who is risen and who assures for us the joys of a great banquet that awaits. You bow with me. Thank you for everything, Lord. For those things that we understand and those things we don't. May we never exclude ourselves from your gifts, but gratefully, joyfully receive, gratefully, joyfully share until that day of your harvest. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.